Hey, let's go answer the bell, huh? If we just know what we're doing, work at it, and concentrate and do it. Let's go, fellas! Jumping in here, we are here for the Patriots Podcast Week 17 edition. I'm Sean here with JJ and Ryan. Hello. What's up? How we doing, gentlemen? How was your holiday? It was good. Happy New Year, fellas. Well, Happy New Year. It was good. That was kind of recovering from a flu. Uh, <clears throat> well, to be honest, it kind of sucked just, just being sick. It's going around. A lot of people are sick right now. so Especially during the holidays, but it gives you a good excuse to stay away from people, and they don't think that you're being all... Hey, I'm I'm worried about you infecting me. Yeah, being it was strange. I mean, I had to drop off presents and then leave my family immediately with my mask on, and you know, it just kind of is what it is. You're trying to protect people, trying to protect yourself, and um, it's going around. So everybody, stay healthy if you can. Yeah, yeah. You're telling people you have the flu, and they're like, "Oh yeah, the flu." Wink, wink. I know. Right. <laughs> no one well, believes see, right you. Now, uh, right now, the flu is probably worse than the this um, as far as. The symptoms worse than this strain of COVID, but uh, it's the the strain of COVID going around right now is so highly contagious that uh, maybe there's an end in sight. Maybe everyone will get it, and you know, hopefully that'll be the end of it. Yeah, maybe it'll yeah. peter itself out. But uh, it's working its way through basically every locker room in the NFL right now, skyrocketing uh, lists on the COVID reserve list uh, on various teams i think i saw one team had like 17 players i'm doing the math in my head i'm like how can they even field a full game day roster with that many people being out probably borderline borderline forfeit you know right insane qb qb rooms getting ravaged i said uh i can't remember josh johnson is that the guy's name he's playing for like his 16th nfl franchise Quarterback yeah. just signed with uh, the Jets, maybe? Who knows? Oh, God. Doesn't matter. But we're here to talk about uh, Week 17. We'll take a peek back at 16 and look ahead to what's upcoming with the playoffs and all. Uh, but the Patriots come out there. This is the team we were hoping to see. Uh, we went into the game against the Jaguars this weekend, and all I was thinking was, let this be a tune-up game. Let's kick the living shit out of them. Remember yeah. who we are. Offense, defense, special teams, all three. Uh, and they absolutely lit him up from the opening jump. Mac yeah. Jones outplayed Trevor Lawrence hands down. Running game was off the charts. Defense played great. We saw some new faces, some old faces uh, playing great. I mean, what what was James? What was your initial takeaway watching this game? Let's say halftime. Yeah. What are you thinking at halftime? Oh yeah, that it was pretty much over already. Yeah. Uh, already at halftime, they were they were dominating. Uh, pretty much out of the gate. Jacksonville is just a rudderless team at this point. Um, it's nice to see that our offense could do, you know, I know it's Jacksonville and people shit on Jacksonville and call this basically a preseason looking game, which it is. But as we were mentioning in this, our little discussion, warm up discussion here that, um, you know, Jackson, Jaguars did beat the bills who are leading the division right now. So, you know, any given Sunday, you never know, you got to show up. And it was nice that even despite Jacksonville's, huge deficiencies we did not play down to them we played a good solid sound football game our offense was moving um the way you'd like to see it move which is fantastic especially after against the bills last week it sputtered quite a bit um the running game was in full force damian harris had a really good game until he came out with uh, some kind of injury stevenson came in ran you know touched the ball 19 carries for 107 yards he was just motoring through people mac looked really good uh, one of definitely his better games, 22 of 30. Um, Jacoby Myers is 
getting open. Bourne started to get open late. This new kid, Wilkerson, who has been a practice squad player, took over for Nikhil Harry. A lot of good things. Doesn't mean much, but like you said, a nice little tune-up game. Um, keeps us in the running. We're 10-6. and six. This is what we'd hoped for before the season. So we And we clinched a playoff game on Sunday. So that's, that's big news. Yeah, easy. Easy 100-yard uh, rushing day for Ramondre. Didn't even feel like 100 yards to me. Just, no, right? You know, the game was over basically early in the third, third quarter. Um, I thought the running game did a nice job of setting up the pass, which is kind of the way the Patriots need to play. Um, when they kind of force the pass, we've seen the last couple of weeks, it, it hasn't looked very good. Uh, Max had a couple of weeks where he really needed this get-right game against uh, Jacksonville to get himself back mm-hmm. on track. Uh, 22 for 30. And I, I believe the week before, he was like 14 for 32. Just very unlike Mac Jones to be, you know, that's less than 50% of your passes complete. He's like a 68, 70% kind of guy uh, as far as completion percentage. Um, really spreading it out. Spreading it out. Um, two touchdowns for Wilkerson, who's, I mean, maybe it's matchup specific, but I don't see how you can compare Nikhil Harry to him. I mean, instant production which is real sad for a first-rounder. Um, two touchdowns for Ramondre, two touchdowns for Damian, two touchdowns for Wilkerson, and a touchdown again for Jacoby. Um, what's that, his second? And um, they look good. But Jacksonville, you know, you take everything with a grain of salt because it is Jacksonville. And it's, a, it's a chance to get your team headed in the right direction. Yeah, no doubt. They, they set the tone on both sides of the field. I just want to highlight some of these interceptions. J.C. Jackson does it again, eight picks. He was kicking himself, apparently, uh, after he dropped one or two against the Bills. I think one of them would have been a really great pick. Uh, Yeah. But he had a a chance for two of them that were in in his hands. Yeah, that could have swung that game. But then Kyle Duggar gets another interception, his second in a month. Uh, Miles Bryant continues to be a a serviceable player. He gets his own interception. They're doing all this without with Matthew Judon playing a very, very limited role. I think he played 10 total snaps on defense. So they're, they're rotating a ton of guys in. I think just one thing that sticks out on the stat sheet, seven guys carried the ball for this team. Yeah. For the I Patriots love, in this I love, game. I love them giving the ball to Janu, too, and getting him involved in the run game. He yeah. Looks, he looks sharp when he gets the ball with space. Yeah, Kendrick Bourne with the end arounds. He's always dangerous in that position. Uh, so all around, I mean, you knew it going into this game, just – if you just look at the coaching staffs on these two teams, I mean, it's over. It's over at the jump yeah. right there. But I would love the way that they finished and hung on and, and kept pouring it on in the second half. So that was a really, really nice thing to see. Jaguars continued to be in the running for the number one overall pick uh, in a year that nobody really feels like there's a standout number one player. Um, I feel like we say that every year this time, and then something gets driven up, and by, you know, the end of, I mean, this year, Trevor Lawrence was obviously the number one pick, but there's been plenty of years where there's no clear-cut guy, and then it becomes a clear-cut guy. Well, they, yeah, they, they're drumming up interest. The, the media knows how to increase somebody's exposure and increase the interest in someone, and oh, then they, yeah. they start interviewing them, and then Baker Mayfield is this, like, uh, I don't know, charismatic guy in interviews, so he starts jumping up draft boards. All that stuff will happen. It's interesting because they're so deficient at a lot of different positions. I don't know if it's injuries, but... You know, you're looking around this roster and you're seeing, uh, I know James Robinson's out, but uh, Marvin Jones, LaVisca Chenault, Tavon Austin sighting. Um, their offensive line is just, it looks like they have two good offensive linemen and everybody else is just absolutely 
atrocious. <laughs> um, they have like bits and pieces. They're not good at filling their their um, non-star guys. You know what I mean? Like their mm-hmm. later round picks. They just don't seem to be like they don't seem to me like they can play. Um, but if they get the number one pick again, it looks like the two consensus guys right now are Aiden Hutchinson and Kayvon Thibodeau, who are edge rush players. Um, they need a lineman over there. If I were them, I'd trade back, try to get Evan Neal. But that's a different discussion we could have later. We'll go hard in depth on that uh, in the in the off season. But for for right now, uh, so this Jaguars game, Patriots dominate. It's in drastic comparison to the previous two games where they uh, got beaten up pretty good by both the Colts and the Bills. The Bills game is really turning the way the playoff picture is looking right now. Um, when we don't, if we don't win the division, then we have to go on the road in the playoffs. It's really, it's not as big a deal as it has been in previous seasons uh, before they switched the alignment to only one team getting the playoff by. Yeah. Uh, so th- that's a silver lining there. But in that Bills game, pretty much what I saw was our inability to stop them on defense at any point in the second half. So it's, it gets to be, yeah. I think it was like a 20 to 14 game, one score game in the second half. But then we just can't stop them. They scored. They had four possessions in the second half, two touchdowns, a field goal, and then they ran out the clock at the end of the game. We just yeah. needed one stop, couldn't get one, and couldn't close the door there. Mac has two interceptions. One of them was really bad. Another was a great defensive play. Yep. Um, and so you end up walking out of there second in the division, which is unfortunate. Yeah, I mean, to, to your point, um, you know, we just kept shooting ourselves in the foot, couldn't keep – you know, by the time our offense finally started going, our defense couldn't do anything, and our defense really hadn't done anything all game. It was, you know, they attacked Miles Bryant. They, you know, it was the type of thing where Brian Dable, their offensive coordinator, seemed to play into Bill's hand, which, okay, we're going to take Dawson Knox away. We're going to take, you know, uh, this away, and then they played into that. They went to their third receiver who dominated in this freaking game. Um, and McKenzie. we could just... McKenzie is his name. Yeah, had a huge game. We never switched it up. The guy had 11 receptions for 125 yards. It's like, come on, switch it up. And I think that was one of the problems with our defense is, you know, we play – we're playing zone a lot, and there's not a lot of places you can go from zone. The other thing is we weren't really sending a lot of pressure, which really pissed me off because that's Josh Allen's um, usual kryptonite is just sending a fifth guy or a guy he doesn't know as we've talked about we really didn't do that a lot in the game we did it occasionally but not a lot he gashed us uh running the ball as well um you know just an unfortunate game and then josh allen comes back next you know josh allen has a great game really led the team against our defense and like you said we needed to stop we never got it they had probably eight minutes left in the fourth quarter they had like a six-minute drive to really end the game uh, when we needed a big stop or a big play. Didn't do it. And then Josh Allen this week goes and throws, what, three, four picks against Atlanta, which we're going to get into. But insane. Three picks. I mean, it's like he had an awful, awful game and but played such a great game against us. So I'm not super nervous about Buffalo because of that. Who knows what Josh Allen's going to show up, you know? Yeah. Well, I thought Buffalo were, were definitely motivated by the loss a couple of weeks earlier in Buffalo. Yeah. They came out. <clears throat> Patriots looked pretty flat. Uh, I thought a big factor in the game was Matt Judon did not look like Matt Judon in that game. Yeah. Um, he, he was in COVID, COVID protocol earlier in the week. Um, he seemed like he was a little slow, a little sluggish. Um, but you nailed it. Uh, 
Miles Bryant really got picked on in this game, and I thought he's been really, really solid for where we got him, what we gave up to get him, and um, he really got picked on. When he's your leading tackler with nine tackles, you know that's a problem. Isaiah McKenzie had a field day. Josh Allen was killing us with, with him, especially on third down. Um, I think they went for it a lot in that game, too, a lot a lot on fourth down. Mm-hmm. They did. They went for it, like, and it bit them in the ass a few times, but then it really kicked our ass in the fourth quarter. I mean, I don't know what their punts were. To um, They really didn't punt. They barely, I don't think we ended making uh, made them punt until, like, the third quarter, midway through the third quarter, I believe. Uh, but Isaiah McKenzie was a big factor. And, you know, I'm thinking in the third quarter, like, why have we not adjusted to this, you know? And he just yeah. continued. He continued Speak, to kill us. Game. Going to that is Jojo Juan is Joe Williams is he still injured? What's going on with him? I think he was a healthy scratch. I don't know. I, I saw that he was a healthy scratch. I can't remember if it was Jacksonville or that. Granny, game, but... do you know anything about that? I'm looking it up right now. Because uh, where has he been? I mean, he play, he had I thought a good season up until he got hurt, and we haven't seen him since. Well, we did lose uh, Jonathan Jones, which is a yeah. You know, and, and Duggar's been in COVID protocol. He came back this week, had a good game. Um, he's quickly becoming. I feel like when when Kyle Duggar's right, he's as good at, uh, in the box safety as you could find, and he does a pretty good job on tight ends. He's getting better in coverage. Yeah. I think he, I think he's becoming a star. I was a little disappointed to see that he didn't make the Pro Bowl, but you know, um, the numbers could be a little bit better. I think he's yeah. Still- Joe One was a healthy scratch for this last week. The passing attack was was atrocious though, and that was really. I yeah, that makes like the, sense. The defense was on the field a lot. In the first but half. I don't. I. I mean, I'd like to see Joan Williams come back. You know, I mean, I feel like if Miles Bryant, you know, it, they kind of spell each other. Miles Bryant's not doing a good job. You put in Joan because they do have different talents. So I feel like McKenzie, Joan probably would have done a better job with him. He's yeah. a longer receiver. Yeah. And on, the, on the other side of the ball, we had Nikhil Harry in there for ninety-five percent of the snaps. I don't. I have a stat line in front of me, but I know he he didn't do much. It was pretty bad. Yeah, I don't um, six, understand that either. Six targets, two catches for 15 yards. Then you turn around well, the next week, put the new guy in, and he's, you know, just torching the defense. So, I'm like, why would you put him in that much? Because he blocks. Good, I mean, he's not that good of a blocker where, <laughs> you know what I mean? It's not like you have on Wenu in there as your extra blocker. Yeah, he. I mean, it's like, come on. Yeah, I think uh, people are starting to catch up on that. Uh, he does give you that flexibility as a big big receiver to put in your fat package I mean, um, i've been the biggest defender of Nikhil harry that the, there is out there i've made every excuse in the book for him but at this point you're going into the last game of what his third season yeah and it's just i mean it, it might be time to cut bait i get what i can for i mean he's not, he hasn't done anything well he had that big catch against was it uh indy indy yeah he, he had a, yeah he had a big catch at the end of the game against indy which everyone was like oh pretty good but you know, you take the season as a whole into uh, perspective, and it's like, you know, he's gotten 50% of the snaps anyways, call it. Guy's got 184 yards for with 12 receptions. That's not what they use him for. They use him to block. It doesn't matter. He's a wide receiver. It does but matter because the, the no, coaching staff no. clearly thinks that he belongs on the field. Otherwise, he wouldn't play 50% of the snaps. I don't know. Pretty bad receiver I think shots. In any event, with with that, I thought the indie game and the Buffalo game really put us in our place and, and gave us kind of a hey, you know, you're not as good as you think you are. So maybe pump the brakes a little bit 
Um, and there's still a lot of growth left for this team. So that could be good for them, you know, going into oh, the yeah. If you had told me they were going into the playoffs with, with one game to go, they already clinched the spot at the beginning of the season. I would have been pretty happy with that. Yeah, I think we all would have been. Definitely, it seems like they got, uh, yeah, they got a reality check after being mm-hmm. number one of the conference and however long that winning streak was, like eight games. Uh, they get a, a dose of reality. One thing that uh, we didn't touch on in that Bills game was when Mac Jones went out of bounds. He got hit late, and then they threw the flag, and then Trent Brown got in somebody else's face, and then they threw a flag on him, and then they picked up the flag on the late hit and then kept the flag on Trent Brown for taunting. Trent Brown. I think it happened in again later in the game sanity. where there was another like offset. Again. Happened again happened later again. in the game where they, they refused to protect Mac Jones, who is the most vulnerable player on the field. And their their whole thing is player safety and don't hit them and quarterbacks and protection. But then they decide to like offset those penalties or even pick one up, but yet keep the taunting penalty because maybe someone else's feelings got hurt. And the same shit happened this week when the Bills played the Falcons. And yes, I am fired up about this. And my downstairs neighbors can tell you I have been fired up about both of these calls. Uh, but um, <laughs> so in the Falcons game, Matt Ryan runs in a touchdown and he dives for the end zone. His knee in the process of diving lands down. He wasn't touched, but his knee lands with the ball on the half yard line. He's diving for the end zone. They roll it a touchdown. Matt Ryan gets called for the weakest taunting penalty I've ever seen. He might've said one word to one guy, didn't get in his face. Matt Ryan got called for taunting? Yes. And then they review the touchdown, determine he gave himself up. I mean, look at the play. He's diving for the end zone. I don't, I don't, you're not allowed to dive for the end zone anymore. His knee, and they just say that he was giving himself up. So the ball goes back to the half yard line, but the taunting penalty stays. So now it's third and goal from the 16 and they can't convert. And now the the bills go down. Yeah. And then the bills, you know what? I don't know. I don't know what's going on because the, the bills, I mean, everyone gets lucky calls, but that fourth quarter, um, you know, it was clear to me that. The, the refs were on their side. It was a home fucking game for the Patriots. Like the the refs are never on the side of the away team, and they were really on the side of the away team there. Yeah. It sounds like the same thing with Atlanta. Yeah, well, I'll tell you what's going on. That was a game in Buffalo, but what is happening is the Bills are the most sensitive team in the NFL because everyone gets called for taunting against them. The Bills' feelings are the easiest to hurt in the NFL, and that's why they get all the taunting calls for, on their opponents. Yes, yeah, I'm talking to you. About it. Yeah, Bills Mafia, you have the sense, most sensitive football team in the NFL. Deal with softest, softest you know, football team. It's it's a it's a refereeing problem though, and it's and it's a lack of understanding and feel of the game. When your quarterback gets hit two seconds late, and our offensive lineman goes over to their defensive player that did that, it just gets in his face. That should be understood as, hey, he's protecting his quarterback because you're not, and that should be. The taunting thing has gotten way out of hand in the NFL. I, I'm thinking back to, um, uh, what was it, the San Diego Chargers game when Jerry Tillery, the play was called dead. Jerry Tillery goes around the edge and hits our quarterback. It's it's like a four count. Yeah, kills him. Kills him. Takes him down to the ground. But that's not a penalty. That was another time David Andrews got gotten in his face, right? And they're just not, they're not understanding the feel of the game, the, the protection of the quarterback. Well, the the thing with the taunting, 
that I don't like is it's it's super um, you know it's not like a definitive line you have to cross. It's really up to the the officials when they want to call it because you'll see plenty of taunting and they'll never call it. And then all right. of a sudden they decide to call it, and it's like, well, what are you what are you basing this on? Just anything that you feel that you saw, right? Or it's very... something you randomly heard versus all the other shit you hear. Like I I don't. Or who you like versus who you don't like is kind of what it's seeming like it's coming down to. 100%, man. You put a mic on that field. They're taunting on every play. They're talking shit to each other on every play. Right. So, so it's like... I mean, if you've, you've heard a, a referee mic'd up, and you can hear him in the background. You ever hear a player mic'd up? They're talking shit the whole game. The whole game. And, the, and it's just like, oh, the refs feel like throwing this taunting call versus that one. It's like, oh, my God, guys. Like, you, it's... Like, you could... Yeah, it's, it's a ridiculous... Thing. I think this is one of those things. Hopefully, they get rid of in the off season because they do try new shit. So, yeah, I think it's really stupid. I think they need to recognize it because they're in they're in danger. Of, I, I hate great area calls that cost your yeah. team fifteen yards. And it's changing yeah. games, changing outcomes. It's like yeah. that should never be the case. It's like a gray area. And that's the NBA is that's what it's turning into. The NBA, you don't know what a foul is. You don't, you know. Yeah, exactly. It's brutal, and they they say they want to protect players but they're protecting their feelings or thinking they're protecting their feelings uh yeah, it's like instead of actually yeah protecting their heads when didn't you that happen with a receiver too didn't someone get get destroyed in that game or nearly destroyed the buffalo game receiver I, over the middle and they just didn't call anything it might have yes, been harry i think it was harry yeah harry got rocked harry I mean, Bourne got rocked in that game, too. And to, was it Aguilar as well, or was that... To Bourne? the head. There was a few, and they just, over the middle, and that they'll usually call, and they didn't call any of them. So it was, I don't know, a little sketchy. That's the other thing. Cool. In that in that Bills game, um, Bourne barely cleared uh, protocol to get back in, in, into the lineup to play in the Buffalo game, and he was a shadow of himself. Um, yeah. And Aguilar was out. That was a big thing. And, mm-hmm. um Anytime Mac Jones goes 14 for 32, you're not going to win that game. Yeah, no chance there. Okay, let's move on to some of the other games in Week 17. A couple good ones going into the the weekend that we were keeping our eye on. Uh, Cincinnati-Kansas City, two high-flying offenses, two of the best young quarterbacks in the NFL, and it did not disappoint. This game is 31-31 at the very end. And uh, went back and forth a little bit. The, the what Bengals, an ending, too. Bengals had a good lead. Chiefs came all the way back, and then uh, balls of steel on Zach Taylor, the Bengals' head coach, going for it uh, all the way, going fourth for it on down. fourth down from the Kansas City two with like two minutes and ten seconds to go, something like that. They end up being able to exhaust Kansas City's timeouts, run the clock all the way down, and well, kick, wait a second, kick the win. You're okay. you're you're not going into detail here. Did you see the sequence? Oh, I, I watched the sequence, yeah, oh, but yeah. why, why don't you walk oh, us through it? Oh my God, it was insane. Well. It was, you know, they got it was what first and two, right, or first and four or something, and then they ran it three times because they wanted to try and get kill the clock. And then fourth down comes, and you're like, okay, just kick it. And they go for it. They do not get it. Bailed they out. completely fuck up, and it's yeah. a penalty. Then so they get it again, or in its offsetting penalty. The luckiest shit I've ever seen because it was they were they got away with some shit the Bengals, <laughs> and then uh, replay the down. They go for it again. I was like, okay, guys, here is your clear sign to kick the fucking ball and get the league. You've killed even more time. You're going to get to, they're only, you know, Kansas City's going to get the ball with no timeouts and what, 40 seconds or something? There was like a minute, a minute 10. 
So by the time everything goes down, they're going to have less than 50 seconds to drive down the field yeah. and score uh, half the kick with no clock stoppage. So then they go for it again, and it was another penalty, which it was pass interference, which gives them first down, first down. on the yeah. one. Yeah. And then they go – now they go for it again. They kill the clock, and they eventually kick the field goal with zero time left. And they called that really close too. I was freaking out Two because seconds, the kicker yeah. – the kicker was just like sitting there waiting. I was like, "Oh my god, dude, you really have Ed, to go down to one second? <laughs> not only that, Burroughs gets hurt on the play before. Burrow got hurt on the second on the, penalty on the play before. The balls on Zach Taylor. You say balls, I say he's a lucky boy because I would have <laughs> yeah. kicked that. I would have kicked that field goal first time. Same, you know? same uh, chance. So I would. I know Kansas. It. Kansas City would have gone for it. Yeah. Haven't you seen what's happened to Baltimore like twice and the reason they're eight and eight? No, but the, I guess my perspective is Patrick Mahomes is on the other side of the field. He's gonna if he if he has at least forty seconds and gets the ball in the twenty five, he's getting a field goal. It's happening with Butker. Well, initially, I don't know. I don't know, man. I don't know what's going on with these teams. All of a sudden, that have you noticed that Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey have just been destroying lately? Yeah, it's like oh, what happened to the whole plan of just covering those two? Did everyone did everyone forget that mid season trick? That's why Kansas City lost like three or four in a row or whatever the hell it was. Are you making my point for me that they're dangerous and they were going to get a field goal if you kicked off to them? No, meaning that, I mean, yes, you're right. Probably. uh, So you're playing for overtime. No, I think you'd be playing for overtime. I think if they kick that field goal and Mahomes gets it at 55, 55 seconds to go, Kansas City's guaranteed getting a field goal and then you're in overtime. You have no, you have no uh, advantage inside of the regular time of the game. Well, and Cincinnati's defense had started playing all right. Cincinnati's a is is a a team on the up, right? They're trending up. Oh yeah, uh, they get Joe a win. Burrow's a good quarterback. Joe Burrow's is good. Mixon's good. How about Jamar Chase? Holy shit! That first touchdown he got. You had, first of all, he had like 250 yards, like yeah. 13 catches and three touchdowns. But on that first touchdown, he gets the ball on the left sideline. He cuts inside to almost the, the right hash. And he's just faster than like everyone by far. Just just pulling away from people. He's a talent, man. And I think he he probably locked up rookie of the year. Um, after the last two weeks of Mac Jones, uh, not counting Jacksonville, but the two weeks before that, I don't know how you you can't give it to Jamar Chase. He's just a, and and not only do they have Jamar Chase, they have uh, Tyler Boyd and T Higgins. Um, yeah, they're a good team. Yeah, they're stacked. You know. Anyway. It was it was entertaining. I would have gone for it because I'm afraid of Mahomes, and I think making him go from the one yard line is a lot harder than making him go from the 25. Uh, and you, were, there was two minutes left with. I think they still had three timeouts, so I can see your perspective there. But it's 31, 31. No, they had know? burned their timeouts. Their last timeout was gone. By the time that they by the time it was fourth and goal, if the timeouts like were one minute gone. Left. No, no timeout. That's a long way to go with no timeouts. Yeah. Either way. It was it was a good matchup. I hope to see those two teams play again in, in the playoffs because I think it's a really even even matchup. The other game this weekend that that looked really good on paper and, and played out pretty close to it was uh, the Cardinals going into Dallas playing the Cowboys back in Kyler Murray's home state, which they made a big deal about uh, that he's undefeated there. He was six and zero in high school, like that's really applicable at that stadium. <laughs> but literally, it ends up going all the way down to the wire and the. The Cardinals actually fumbled right before the two-minute warning. It was called down on the field, and the Cowboys didn't have a timeout, so they couldn't challenge it. And the review, the booth didn't decide to review it either, which they have the opportunity to do now. 
Uh, so the Cowboys kind of got screwed out of one right there. And not to say that they would have won, that that if they had uh, taken that ball down the field and either tied it or gone in for the win. But Cardinals get back to their winning ways, and, and they're firmly in the playoff hunt. or in the They have a seat in the playoffs, and they still have an opportunity to win that division. Yeah, I mean, uh, Arizona, after two straight losses, I, I really didn't think they were going to lose that game. Isaiah Simmons made... Isaiah Simmons made a spectacular play late in the game, basically to, to win him that game. And um, they're back on track. Dak Prescott, I thought, looked pretty shitty. Um, I don't know what's going on with him. He hasn't looked right for two months. Yeah, he's hurt. He's hurting. Yeah, uh, surprisingly good game this weekend. Tampa Bay going into New York to play the Jets. And I look up at one point, and Tom Brady's losing by two touchdowns to the Jets. What? in the world is happening then you see braxton berrios is getting all these touchdowns and like why did we ever let him go uh but uh <laughs> literally it ends up the the jets shoot themselves in the foot go for it on fourth down well inside a field goal range at the end they don't get it and tom brady You'll with sneak on fourth and two yeah tom brady with uh two minutes on the clock down four against the jets he's going down and scoring a touchdown and beating it no way be no Chris Godwin. We can get it to A.B. a little bit later. Um, is is uh, A.B. done for the season? Oh, yeah, he's right. out. He got cut. Well, I don't know. No, not A.B. I'm sorry, Godwin. Get cut yet? Godwin. I haven't seen that he officially He hasn't got officially got cut, but is Godwin good out for the season? Godwin tore his ACL. Godwin tore his yeah, so ACL fucked, and MCL, MCL. I think James Andrews operated on it today. I think um, they're fucked. I think Bucks. that's it. They don't have Brady's firepower. I mean, Brady did that, what was it, 93-yard drive with no timeouts in like two minutes and just, you know, I mean, just it's doing Brady things. Pretty awesome, but it's still the Jets. I don't think he's going to be able to do that. I think that passing game that's so dangerous is just now going to be, you know, Godwin was the biggest piece of that. And A.B., A.B.'s gone. I mean, they didn't cut him officially yet, but he's gone. Jesus Christ. He's How many, still Mike like, Evans and Gronk, and they have some young kids there. It's not like devoid of talent. Yeah, but yeah. they were dropping so many passes. Couldn't get it open. I didn't think, you know, for a while it didn't look like they had a chance. And then Brady was just like, nope, nope, we're going to fucking do this. Tommy B. I can't, believe, I can't believe people, like, I'm just looking at player rankings and shit, and people have Brady, like, number 10. And that's just like, what are you doing? When the game's on the line and you don't have your two best receivers, it's just like, he just does it every time, man. Stop. Yeah. Stop. <laughs> just stop. Literally. <laughs> Yeah, so uh, Antonio Brown, <laughs> let me see if, if you guys are hearing the same stories I'm hearing. He allegedly uh, has an ankle injury. He tells the Bucks coaching staff he doesn't feel right. He's not. He doesn't want to go in the game. He's hurt. They say a second time, go in the game. He reiterates, I'm hurt, don't want to go in. And they say, well, screw it, you're done. You're out of here, you're fired. And then he blows up and rips his shirt off and walks across the field, like, basically mid-play, and is whooping it up with the crowd. Yeah, yeah. the, the teams are on the field about to snap the ball, and he's in the end pumping up the crowd, chucking the deuces. <laughs> I mean... Is this story from his side or the Buck side, that they fired him on the sideline? That's his side. Oh, yeah. He completely lost it. What do, you, what do you, How do you even get... You can't even get fired on the sideline. I don't know. Could somebody gonna... tells you, hey, you're, you're, you're if you won't go in the game, you're... You're cut. You're out. off the team. I don't know. I they might have said it. I don't believe that. Hearing don't that believe no, it's a legitimate gripe, right? Like, you're hurt. You're trying to protect your future earnings, which, you know, you're trying to protect your livelihood. But at the same time, like, hey, sure. you see all those incentives he could have got for just, you know, 
what was it, like one more touchdown? Yeah, a couple more catches, five, 200 yards, million. something like that. Uh, I don't I don't. I don't think we'll don't, ever see him again, though. I think he's. No. I think that's a career. It's too I think bad. he's done. I I certainly don't believe that. They probably said, "All right, then go sit down," and he probably lost it. I I don't believe anything this guy says. He has been an absolute train wreck for a better part of a decade now. Personally, <laughs> uh, I mean, you how could say whatever you'd like. He's got issues. He's got this. He's got that. It's like I'm sure he's had every device he's ever needed put in front of him to. Help him succeed and be, you know, live, you know, without problems and drama or whatever and mental this and mental that. Like, come on. He's got himself kicked off of three teams in less than two years. Forced to trade out of the fourth one. Well, that's that's fairly common. I mean, for yeah. some of these big-time receivers to get them. I mean, even Randy Moss got himself kicked off of, what, four teams? Yeah. And, yeah, but that was over like a, a serious, serious long time, and then at the end, I guess, yeah. But he was done. Yeah, I mean the Raiders, though. I mean, like he he wasn't done because yeah he worked his way off of that team and yeah, he but the, New England the, and he had the most touchdowns. Stuff with ABs do that to certain teams. He'd get them. I mean, ABs off teams of people, pretty sketchy shit. I'm losing JJ a little bit. Yeah, I think it's because he made his point, and uh, the internet gods know that he's just repeating himself. <laughs> Antonio Brown, I, I'm going to miss him. There was, there was a period of time in like 2015, 2016, when he was hands down the best receiver on the planet, and he was just so fun to watch, and he was five foot ten, and he was catching these jump balls. He had some of the strongest hands in the league. I remember I, I put together this big uh, spreadsheet. I was trying to... See, see how incredible Jerry Rice was by comparing him to the best receiver at the time who uh, was Antonio Brown who had like four straight years of 1,400 yards, something like that and I, I plotted it out and Antonio Brown would have had to continue the same production at his peak, he would have had to continue that up until like age 39 to get to Jerry Rice's career receiving yards. I mean, staggering. Jerry Rice is on another planet. We were talking about his touchdown record that, that Randy Moss broke prior to this uh unbelievable but yeah i think antonio brown is probably done i don't know who else is going to stand up for him in the nfl the way that tom brady did uh and uh i I love the chatter about mike tomlin and being like how did this dude handle those personalities even for one year never mind for like the five years that he held it together yeah and have a good team too i mean they were a good team while they were dealing with all that the biggest surprise for me with the whole antonio brown thing is i'm surprised that brady was like, oh, we got to be understanding. And then I thought Brady was going to be like, oh, yeah, he's gone. Screw him. Like, pretty cold about it. But Brady, that that's my biggest surprise. Well, I think Brady probably knows him personally, too. I, I think he realizes that he's probably got some issues there, you know. And you should be sensitive to that. But at the same time, you're trying to field the football team and you got to get out there and play. And the guy says no, you know. Yeah. Those two are such a funny, odd couple. Uh, okay. <laughs> So we're approaching week 18 of the regular season here. It's really weird to say that, week 18. Uh, I mean, we're, we're probably going to see, we are just talking about some of the records. I mean, TJ Watt might break the sack record. Cooper Cup might break some receiving records. Uh, it's just, I don't know, it's, it's that old, like, Roger Maris, Babe Ruth debate where you're like, should it have an asterisk? How weird is it? Even Cooper Cup this week was like, nah, it doesn't seem real if you can break it with an extra game. Yeah, I mean, it definitely I would be disappointed if anyone makes any kind of big, huge deals out of it during the game. And like, oh, it's like, 
you know, it goes without saying someone should probably break all the records within a few years. All like all of them will be broken. Right. I would yeah. think. I mean, you got a whole extra fucking game. I mean, there's a couple that are like nearly untouchable. Like I think you said the receive receptions. Like Cooper Cup this year might not break it, but it's too bad. It's a lot of his, you know, twenty years, thirty years of uh, records that are going to be gone. Yeah, that's four, so four years. Very similar to to baseball, where they had, you know, I think it was like a hundred twenty game season, and now it's a hundred sixty two. You look at like Babe Ruth's numbers from back then, and you adjust for one hundred sixty two. It's like not even close. Um, <clears throat> but again, Cooper Cup. 138 catches. I think the record's 149, and he's 140 yards short of the record. It's 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 coming. Where those guys, those records are going to get broken. The 23 touchdowns is eventually going to get broken for receiving mm-hmm. touchdowns. Whether or not they make a big deal out of it, I think they probably will because it's a record's a record. Um, the sacks record's going to get broken eventually as well. I think it's 23. Mark Gastineau, I want to say for the Eagles. I think it's um, Mike, Michael Strahan, 22.5. <clears throat> Gastineau had 23 for the Eagles. No kidding. No yeah. way. I thought Mark, it was Strahan. Didn't Stray, Strahan beat it? Remember when he tackled uh, Brett Favre? Yeah, Brett Favre kind of just He just sat on his ground. ass. Yeah, but that was, I mean, I don't know. Was that for the? Strahan, 22.5. NFL sack record for a season. Where's Gastineau? Oh, I just I saw, saw Gastineau. Jared Allen, 22. Jared Allen, one of the Pro Football Hall of Fame finalists. Why is Gastineau 22. not in there with 23? Is so, there like some kind of Gasno had twenty two in nineteen eighty four, but one of the things that might have happened is sacks weren't a recorded statistic until like eighty one mm-hmm. or something. So there's a possibility. Deacon Jones always said that he had like thirty Way sacks in a anybody. season. Yeah. He was he like, probably... I counted them up. I had like two hundred forty in my career. And it's like, okay, <laughs> too bad it wasn't a stat. They yeah, certainly right. didn't have the half sack thing way back in the day either, where. You know, Barmore got his first sack in this Jacksonville game. I thought for sure he had a sack before that. Oh, yeah, he had a couple half sacks. Yeah, and they announced it like it was the first time. Like, he's been incredible all year. You look at his stats, and they're atrocious. They're like 22 tackles and a half sack. I'm like, what the <laughs> fuck? Yeah, right. You know? Okay, here we go. The unofficial all-time sack leaders, Al Baker, 23 sacks in 1978 for the Lions. Number two, Strahan with 22 and a half. Uh, going down, Deacon Jones had multiple three seasons of over 20 sacks. Unofficial. Okay. I gave a lot of credit to this Mark Gastineau character. <laughs> that was and you get nothing for it. The year I was born, for fuck's sake. And he's, yeah, he's not there. But the all-time, I think, uh, career sack is Bruce Smith with 200. Yeah, Bruce yeah. Smith. They, and that's yeah. not close at all. Like, there's no one close to that. Um, no. No, I remember, I think Jared Allen was one of the closest recent players, and he was like 60 off or something. Yeah, recent I mean, Reg, players. Reg, Reggie White's right there. there. Reggie White's really no, close. No, recent, recent players. Recent you know, players, past yeah. Decade. Yeah. So we'll, we'll see some more records broken. We'll all feel a little weird about it, and then we'll get over it. Just like everybody got over it when it went from 14 games to 16 games, and nobody talks about O.J. Simpson as having the all-time rushing record, even though he basically does. 2,003 yards. Uh, but regardless if it's week 17 or week 18, we are heading into the playoffs right here. So let's have a look at the playoff picture right now. The Titans, thank you chiefs for losing that game. Titans move into the number one seed. And, uh, if they're able to win this weekend, they would secure the, the first round by. So it's and, like, and get it, getting Derrick Henry back and they could be, yeah, they could be a pretty formidable He's team practicing. Yeah. So but they've had, they've had a good run with him out as far as 
Deontay Foreman and the other kid yeah. Hilliard. I mean, they just kicked the shit out of red hot Miami Dolphins, who we get to play next week. And <clears throat> I mean, that's that's a tough game for us, but the Titans look great. Yeah, Titans look really good. So if they, if they get that by, they're going to be uh, borderline favorites to come out of the AFC. If uh, if the Chiefs lose, so the the Patriots still have a chance to get that number one seed, but we would need the Titans, Chiefs, Bills to all lose, and the Pats would obviously have to win against the Dolphins. Very low probability, especially given the fact that the Titans are playing the Texans, the the Bills are playing the Jets. These teams aren't going to lose, so I'm just counting on the Bills are going to beat the Jets, so the Pats aren't going to take the division, so we'll be stuck with a wild card. I'm hoping we do. But among those four... uh, potential division winners titans chiefs Bengals, bills who do you want to play who don't you want um probably don't want to play the chiefs yep and yeah i wouldn't mind uh the Bengals or even the titans i'd take titans one Bengals two bills three chiefs four no i think there's some want to play or teams you don't want to play want to play in that order do you have the titans as a team you would want to play the, the the most the most i'd probably say Bengals the most but then titans second yeah you can talk me into the Bengals. i feel like the Bengals and the Chiefs would be a tough matchup for us because there's just so many guys on the field you have to account for. It's hard to it's hard to game plan for the Bengals especially because they have four legitimate all-pro weapons. You know that that kind of level of star players you need to account for. Um, the Titans scare me a little bit. I don't know how I'd rank them. I'd probably do uh, Titans, no Chiefs, Bengals, Titans, and then who, who's the fourth Bills. one? Bills. Bills. I'm not worried about the Bills. I, I feel like we can handle the Bills. We just need to play a lot better than we did. Yeah, could see that. So so the Pats could land anywhere between the one and the six seed. So it's it's potentially possible we could be playing any of those teams. Uh, so, yeah, I'm still hoping though that uh, I think the Jets are going to beat the Bills. What a joke. <laughs> yep. Hey, the Jets have been playing hard lately. They've been, They've been playing, playing hard. You know, No one season they'd like to ruin more than Buffalo besides us. Well, that'd be fantastic. I'm all on board for that. So the way the the playoff picture looks right now, Titans, Chiefs, Chiefs Bengals, Bills, Patriots, Colts, and then uh, either Chargers, Raiders, Steelers in the mix for the end of that wild card. But some of the notable names that aren't on that list, Dolphins, Ravens, Browns. I mean, of those three teams, who are you most disappointed with this season? Uh, Ravens are pretty disappointing because they looked like the best team in the league early on. And they've just fallen apart. You know, um, Lamar got hurt. They've been losing guys left and right. But it's like they were they were a severe powerhouse, you know, through week 10. And then everything fell apart on them. They haven't gotten a win in like four weeks. So yeah, pretty I, disappointing. I'm going to go Browns. Browns will brown it up. Yeah, I'm going to go Browns um, against what JJ says, especially because the Ravens came into the season without Ronnie Stanley um, and, the, and their two best running backs. Um, and then they lost Marlon Humphrey who's one of the best corners in the league Yeah. Um, for the season. They lost all four of those guys for the season. So they've been kind of injury-depleted all season. They lost Judon in free agency. Um, so it was a tough kind of kind of shake for them coming into the regular season. The Browns, on the other hand, are stacked everywhere, except for quarterback, you know. And they ended up tra- – receiver's not great anymore, especially with Beckham gone. But you look up and down that roster, it's one of the best offensive lines in the league. Miles Garrett, Denzel Ward, bunch of good playmakers, uh, Ronnie Harrison. And for them to not make the playoffs, I thought they were, on paper, one of the top five teams based on talent coming in. So they're a big disappointment. 
Yeah, this year is definitely a major referendum against Baker Mayfield. He just couldn't get it done. I know he got hurt in the labrum, and uh, it just came out that he's going to have surgery and his season's going to be over. Yeah. Uh, but he just—he never looked good. He doesn't look right. He doesn't look like he's got a high ceiling right now. And I was a big Baker proponent, big time Baker proponent. Uh, but he just doesn't look like the same player, even that yeah, he did Johnny, last year. Johnny Manziel, Johnny Manziel, two that doesn't get hammered every night. You know. <laughs> I don't know, Baker, if you remember the first six weeks, he was slinging it, and then he got hurt, and that was it. Yeah, so he's, he ever, he's been playing hurt all year. I mean, he's said he since ever week healed. two. He said yeah. week two was when he got injured. Um, I don't know if that's a cop-out or what, but, I mean, just the, even the tight ends they have there, they have Hooper and Joku and someone else. They all uh, suck. After watching them play against us, those tight ends, and Joku, I thought it was great, and then he dropped, like, two touchdowns. Or something yeah, against bad. us. He it's like, oh idea. my god, dude, you are terrible. Jones, Landry, uh, Jarvis Landry, and then that running back is—I mean, come on, that running back's awesome, dude. Yeah, I love that guy. Unstoppable. He had an incredible stiff arm this weekend as well, or I guess it was we last took, night. We took Sony Michelle over that guy. Hey, Sony's been killing it over in LA the last few weeks. Let's be real. I mean, no, he's that, not great. I would have much rather, uh, yeah, Nick Chubb. That's his name, Nick Chubb. Nick Chubb, but yeah, <laughs> Sony's been Sony's been having a game. He's been having some games. He has been playing well. I'll give him that. Um, did you guys watch the uh, the Steelers game? Ben Roethlisberger's last game at Pittsburgh. Not one second. Uh, of it. I didn't catch it. Well, Roethlisberger's coming onto the field. He's going to get a big uh, ovation from the crowd, and all you can hear is Randy Moss going, "Turn the volume up. Turn your volumes up. And this and that." And he's totally ruining the moment, not letting it breathe. Not letting the moment breathe is. Kind of a kind of a shitty moment for Randy. <laughs> Damn it, Randy. Yeah, but yeah, Roethlisberger's had a hell of a career. I mean, say what you will about him. I I never liked him, but uh, he's on his way out, and that's 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 a big that's a big hole to fill for Pittsburgh. Yeah, I saw some some really good stats. They they haven't had a losing season in Pittsburgh in almost twenty years. He's he's like top ten in all the relevant passing statistics. Mm-hmm. Obviously, the two Super Bowls. What. I saw somebody talking about uh, Mac Jones as possibly the best rookie season ever for a quarterback, which is big praise, a uh, high level. But then I remembered Ben Roethlisberger was 14-0 and in the regular season during his rookie yeah. year. Won a playoff yeah. game, granted, with an all-time defense. But holy crap, 14-0 and as a rookie quarterback? Yeah, it's incredible. You know, winning is, winning is I don't care what your numbers are. If you're, if you're not costing your team as a rookie and... You're getting him to that kind of level, you know, and not blowing the game for him. That's really what it's about for a rookie quarterback is just not losing the game. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, he's had a great career. Yeah. These comparisons of best rookie season ever, it's like, I, whatever. I couldn't care less. <laughs> Mac <laughs> Jones had a good damn season. I want him to be good next year and the year after. And it looks like that's the case. He, uh, but yeah, I don't really give a shit about these. Oh, is he better? Than, like, it's so, you know, it's so all over the place. You might play a rookie season. You might be done for the rest of your career the next season. So no. I don't get too much into that. But, um, yeah, no. it's cool that Mac made the playoffs, I got to say. I mean, this is where we were hoping they'd be. He's been the best of the rookies, for sure. But Easily. as far as, like, he hasn't had a great season. He's had a really good rookie season. Um, yeah, when you, I mean. When you, when you look at the numbers, I mean, his 14 interceptions. I mean, we know for sure it could have been more than that. Some of the throws he's made where he's gotten a little bit lucky, it could have been 18 um, you know, 
Absolutely. But one thing, you know, I've heard also people say something, oh, well, he's only had his good games against, you know, the worst talent the um, in the Jets games, this game against Jacksonville. And what that shows me is that, you know, when our talent is better than the other teams, Mac shines. And, you know, this year at receiver, we've thought we've said it a bunch of times. We've got a lot of good pieces here. Jacoby Myers is a good piece. Uh, Hunter Henry's a good piece. Kendrick Bourne, you go down the list. But we don't have that dominant guy who is going to be a matchup nightmare for the defense. And if we had that, I think everything would fall into place. And I think you'd see, you know, like similar to what's going on with Joe Burrow right now, he's got Jamar chase and he's having absolutely lighting it up. Like we don't have that guy. And I think that would really help Mac. And I would really hope that that's something we find or get going forward because I know we paid a lot of money to these guys, but we don't have that on our roster. And that's something we need. I think one thing you have to prioritize <clears throat> Is not just that receiver, but J.C. Jackson's a free agent, an unrestricted free agent. Yeah. And <clears throat> our we secondary, talked about that a little our bit. corners. Yeah. You let Stephon Gilmore walk out the door, and now you're in a position where you could lose your se- your second best corner, and arguably your first best corner if you know you want to put him up against Stephon. But he's going to cost you, I would say, at least 17 million a year. Looking around the league with Darius Slays getting paid 16.3. Um, I would say he's better than Darius Slay. You look at what he's doing as far as interceptions. I mean, you can't really replace interception. You know, turnovers, turnovers are huge plays. Yeah, we, We've talked about Trayvon Diggs where he's he's allowed the most yards in the league, but he's got 11 picks. Picks are big plays, you know, and you can't really replace that. So they have to make a decision with him, and they have to have enough money left over to get that game-breaking receiver. Yeah. Left. It's going to be an interesting offseason. We'll see what happens then. Yeah, no doubt. But before we get to the offseason, we can talk about yeah. Week 18. So the Patriots are, are going to Miami in a, a place that James just was. So he can tell us about the weather there and about what a challenge that might be to, to play in warm weather when the Patriots have been in cold weather for the last several months. Uh, but it's a rematch of yep. Week 1. They're bookending the season against the Dolphins. Tough, tough loss Week 1. When you look back, you're like, God, I can't believe we lost that game by one point, especially when you remember all the way back to we were down one point and driving in for the the game winner, and Damian Harris unfortunately fumbled inside a field goal range and turned the ball over, and that was the end of the game. But totally a winnable game, and uh, after the Dolphins went out to be like 2-8 and eight to start the season, something like yeah. that, you're like, how the heck did we lose to that team? Yeah, I mean, um, you look at that now, that's the difference between the division if we had that game, we would be winning the division. Right now, um, a really a tale of two seasons for these guys, uh, the Dolphins, where, like you said, they lost, what is it, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven games in a row. Yeah. yeah and they won so they, seven in a row. And then they won seven in a row, and they just lost to Tennessee, and they got their ass kicked. Hmm. Uh, you know, they're playing against Tennessee for everything. They needed to win that game to have any shot at the playoffs, and they lost, which shows me that, uh, they really couldn't put it together. I know it was an away game, but I'm hoping it's the same deal for us because we've had such trouble in Miami for fucking ever going down there. It's like 80 degrees right now. It's hot. They're in a hot, uh, you know, they're in a hot heat wave of sorts down there. It's not usually that hot this time of year, so that's going to be a pain in the ass uh, for the Pats. But I feel I just hope that you know my we have to play it because we can't worry about seeding. 
Buffalo's playing at the same time as us this year. It's not like we can kind of wait around and see what happens. To yo, oh, should we win? Should we lose? We have to play. We got to try and win. I'd love us to go down there and kick the living shit out of Miami for once in Miami um, and start off the playoffs. You know, going to the playoffs with a little pep in our step. Yeah, I think. Uh, I mean, I woke up today. I got in my car and I looked at the thermometer. It said 14 degrees, and uh, they're going down to Miami. And you know it's a big it's a big shock to the system going from 14 yeah. degrees to you know 80 something degrees like you said every day and maybe that's why especially on what we playing on January 9th yeah you know I mean it's, it's crazy to think we're we're playing regular season games this late in the year or this early in in the new year um, but I thought they should have won the first time but we always have trouble in in Miami and I hope we can kind of get that right get some momentum going into the postseason because mm-hmm. uh, God knows we need it. And, uh, yeah, yeah, looking forward. A couple things to know about the Dolphins. They're basically as average as average gets. Uh, the one place that they do stick out from the pack is in offensive rushing, where they are 31st in the NFL in both total rushing yards and yards per carry. So they are not a good rushing wow. team. Uh, Belichick loves to make teams one-dimensional. One, the thing that I'm worried about in this game, and it, it really harkens back to the last game against the Bills where Isaiah McKenzie was tearing us up on those shallow crossing routes and just using his speed. And when the Dolphins are putting Jalen Waddell and Albert Wilson out there at wide receiver, and those guys can run as fast as anybody, and when they're going to be running across Miles Bryant's face, uh, it's going to be an issue for us. And what I think that's going to mean is they're going to be able to sustain drives and get in pretty deep into our territory this game is going to come down entirely to red zone defense, I think. I think yeah. the Pats will have the edge there. I think both teams will move the ball up and down. Brian Flores' defense is pretty good in the red zone as well, but I just think that, that we're going to be able to pressure Tua and make him make bad decisions in the red zone, whether those end up as turnovers or sacks or incompletions. But I think we're going to get one more stop than they're going to get in the red area. So I got Patriots 27 in this game. Uh, interesting. I think we're going to take it to them. I'm really hoping that Miami is just falling apart, which we've seen they can easily do. Tua can fall apart. Their team can fall apart. I really like Flores as a coach. But uh, we need this game a lot more than they do. I know they probably want to play spoiler for us. But like you said, they have no rush game. Our strengths kind of play to their weaknesses a little bit. And I, I am just not sold on Tua. I don't think he's going to have a very good game. I'm going to go Pats 27-10. Yeah, I think it's a tough game as far as <clears throat> weather. I think uh, just something about playing down there never seems to never seems to uh, benefit us. Usually seems to benefit Miami. I'd like to see J.C. Jackson move to the right, which is to his uh, strong side. I've seen him a lot. He's almost always on the left. Um, I think that would really benefit them, especially if he just shadows Waddle. Um, I, that would be huge for us. And I'm not too worried about Gaskin or Eric. Gasicki's a, a problem, too. Like, you need to get account for Gasicki. He's a good tight end. Uh, other than that, I feel like we should handle this game. Um, and we should have done it the first time. But I'm going to go Pats 31-20. There we go. Yeah, Jalen Waddle. For all the people that criticized their move, uh, trading back and then trading back up to get him, 99 catches for 988 yards so far. Yeah. Outstanding rookie season for him. Yeah. He's a good player. He's dangerous. He's dangerous. Fast. So Real fast. fast. So yeah. fast. Great balance, too. So this weekend, our, our rooting guide, definitely root against the Chiefs as normal. Uh, if the Chiefs lose on Saturday, it, it 
ensures that uh, the Titans get the number one seed uh, unless the Patriots are able to leapfrog them. So uh, definitely root against the Chiefs because that prevents them from getting the bye. Uh, and right, so if the Chiefs in the we need yeah you like you said we need the Chiefs the Titans and the Bills to all lose yeah and the Bills can't get the number one seed because they lost to the Titans yeah yeah right. I mean, Chiefs play the Broncos so Broncos how does that work so if we if they all lose and we win we get it basically yes and even if the Bills win they Bills, don't get it Bills have no chance to get the number one seed because they they lost they lose the tiebreaker to Tennessee right right. And then they would lose the conference type. I guess they would have to lose in order for us to get You're past. You're saying them. there's a chance. There's a okay. chance. There's okay. definitely a chance. Uh, but outside of that, there's really not many games. There's not that much on the line. A, a couple games in the the four o'clock window on Sunday have serious implications, where the Saints and the 49ers each have an opportunity to make the playoffs. So they both. Right. Um, have have games that they have to play for. The Niners are playing the Rams, who have the if. If they lose and the Cardinals win, the Rams become a wild card team. So the Rams are going to be playing hard with San Francisco coming to town playing with for their playoff lives. Yep. So that's going to be a, a high quality matchup. And then on Sunday night, the Chargers and Raiders both have a chance for the playoffs. So those those two teams are going to be playing hard. Yeah, that's the game of the week for me. Chargers Raiders. That's a fun game to watch. Herbert, Derek Carr's having a pretty good season. Um, the Rams to be at this point in the season and be playing for what wild card. Yeah, I mean, for fuck's sake, what the hell happened? Um, <laughs> you know, yeah, right? The effort kind so, of fell apart there. Yeah, uh, Bears Vikings meaningless, huh? Meaningless, yeah. It's too bad. It's too bad. I see you with your Vikings hoodie on over there. I don't, I don't, I don't know how to feel about that. <laughs> this is a gift, Todd. <laughs> it was a gift, Todd. All right. <laughs> yeah, not that many other great games. It, it's so weird that the the regular season is almost over. It's also weird that it's borderline mid-January by the time it ends but uh yeah another another football season is is coming to be in the books regular season at least but we got a lot to look forward to uh Patriots want to take take care of business down in Miami hopefully everybody else loses that we want to lose Uh, it'd be nice to be able to come out of this with the number one seat but regardless Patriots will be in the playoffs Mac Jones leads him to the playoffs in his rookie season so we got a lot to be grateful for this time of year yes sir Uh, and first on that list is thank you all for tuning in, listening to us spew our mouths, <laughs> say whatever we feel like about football. Uh, so appreciate you listeners, and uh, we'll be back with, with another episode next week. So see you all later. Happy New Year, everybody. Happy New Year. Adios.